2: I'm inside the Soulard Farmer's Market at Soulard's Cajun Corner with Ginger Humphrey.
3: We have a lovely thriving business here in the Soulard, bringing Cajun food from our sister city, New Orleans, to St. Louis. So we make everything here from scratch. Usually I'm standing in my little corner of a kitchen right there. We put out fresh-made soups from scratch. We do gumbo, jambalaya, red beans and rice, chicken etouffee, we do a pretty mean chicken and dumplings. I have to say.
2: I'm getting very hungry right now. All of your ingredients or comes from New Orleans?
3: No, we bring New Orleans style food here.
2: So, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, what you're
3: saying. sister C. Um, so actually, no. Most a lot of our ingredients come from the market itself. So we buy produce from different produce vendors to help our neighbors out and also get to show off what what's available here and what it would taste like if you were making it. So and then our you know we have. Our friends down at Frendeca Meat Market that we get chicken and sausages and ham, and I do a smoked turkey leg soup that's just to die for. <laughs> so I buy all that from them.
2: How would you compare New Orleans and St. Louis since you've lived in both?
3: Well, no hurricanes, that's a good one. I like to no know hurricanes. But as far as like music, New Orleans has a great live music scene, so does St. Louis. Really great food. People love good food here. Nobody loves the Saints more than New Orleans. Nobody loves the Cardinals more than St. Louis. Yep. So they have, they have a lot of similarities, but the people are very similar. Everybody here is friendly, and they want to have a good time, enjoy life.
2: And you happen to land in the one neighborhood that is connected to New Orleans. Right. Where We have the second largest Mardi Gras, so I guess you're right at home.
3: I am. I am. This is a really great fit for me. I feel very blessed to be here.
2: Well, I think people should stop by Soulard's Cajun Corner. Say hello to Ginger. Thank you. All right, so uh, tell me your name and the name of your business and where we are right now.
4: Oh, hi, this is George and Sarah, and this is Lou's Produce on Soulard Farmer's Market.
2: How long have you been at the Farmer's Market?
4: Uh, We've been established here prior to World War II. My dad was here before he went to the service and came back, and he's the only job he's ever had.
2: And where does all the produce come from? You've also got salsas and yeah, most dressings. Of the,
4: most of the produce is out of California or Florida. All my salsas and jellies and jams are, are pretty local except for my Texas uh, salsas.
2: What is it like here on a on a weekend during the summer when the weather's nice? Well,
4: it's still a, a really hustling, bustling place, and you can see people from all over different nationalities and part of the you know the world their culture is here i mean when they come shopping they all want to mix together
2: you said you're usually only here on saturdays but it's a wednesday
4: (laughs) no 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 it's busy on a saturday i'm here wednesday
2: through saturday just because i
4: somebody's got to open up and i got the short end of the stick
2: (laughs) well you're like the only one in the outdoor section of the Yes, of the market
4: that That is a true statement And I, I've been told that many times during the winter But um, my dad opened up all all winter long And we managed to
2: keep it open well, That's pretty hearty of you to stick out here in the, Actually it's a really nice day But yeah, today, I, I'm guessing both up,
4: <laughs> Today isn't a punishment <laughs> Now last week was a punishment <laughs>
2: so You definitely should stop by In Sarah's Market At the uh, Farmer's Market in Soulard He's always here <laughs>
4: Basically, that's what everybody tells me. I'm I'm on an anchor, uh, but that's okay. I sometimes you got to be an anchor because I can't swim. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay. Now I'm inside, Frandeca Meat Market with Cody Watt,
5: and there is just meat everywhere. <laughs>
2: Tell me about your business. The
5: original family came over from Croatia. Uh, they started the business back in 1913. I was uh, lucky enough to be able to take over from the original family in 2015 while working for the Frandecos prior. Pork, chicken, beef, alligator, turtle, raccoons. Wait, wait, back up a little bit. <laughs>
2: alligator and turtle and raccoons. You and s- you rabbit
5: and s- lamb and goat. I mean, people
2: buy all those meats. Yeah, what yeah, do they do. They taste like chicken. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> bad joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's unusual. I don't think there are many places in St. Louis where you can get raccoon to eat or alligator right now there's a sign at the door that says beware of angry line what does that mean so before the pandemic (laughs) wait there's a pig's head there is that a pig's head wow Um, what do people do with that
5: uh, a lot of times we sell a lot of the pig's heads during new year's so people cook them down and make head cheese or you know just roast them up and eat them
2: man I, I cannot imagine being at a dinner table and somebody brings out that and sits it on the table
5: <laughs> yeah the apple in the mouth <laughs> <laughs> wow and we have whole alligators too so that's always fun to see cooked too whole alligators yep wow now what would
2: what would be the serving of that where, where would you do that would that on a a dinner table.
5: table yeah we get a lot of people that do like seafood boils and stuff like that so they'll come get a whole gator and smoke the whole gator we've had people stuff the gator with peppers and tie or uh cajun sausage um we've smoked one on the grill for about six hours um, just, yeah bacon wrapped it. it turned out really a bacon wrapped alligator yeah i mean i guess if
2: it's going to exist anywhere the soulard farmer's market probably makes sense right but, but there's a sign on your door that says, beware of angry lines."
5: So before the pandemic, we used to have a, a number system. Um, we got really burnt out on people coming back saying they got skipped when they went shopping somewhere else. So when the pandemic hit, we weren't having a whole lot of people inside the shop. So we started doing a line system. The line system actually works out because the line themselves will tell people they're skipping the line or they are not next. So it kind of takes that off of us a little bit. So. so it's it's
2: self-patrolled?
5: Yes, very much so. And it's le- it gets less hectic when another customer says someone, something to someone than we do, because then we're just being rude.
2: <laughs> and how did you decide, oh, I think I want to own a meat market?
5: So the meat market, it's a trade job. You learn everybody's going to be hungry, but the fact of the matter is that I actually control the prices and I'm able to help other people out that may not be able to afford certain things. But overall, like instead of Schnucks or, or, or any other like big places like that, um, the customer, I'll wheel and deal with them. I'll, I'll make sure they're taken care of and make sure they can aff- you know afford what they need. And if, I, if not, I can figure a way to make up the difference somewhere else.
2: So I really appreciate your time. Yeah, no today. I
5: appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Well, I've wandered down one of the corridors at the farmer's market, and I'm here with Liu Yu. Yes. And some customers yep. of Pho Tao. And Banh Mi. Okay, Banh Mi. so tell me about your business, how long you've been here, and why you're the only person on this wing that's open.
6: <laughs> <laughs> My son, John, is a full Tao worker. He helped to sponsor us. We still cannot be on our own feet yet. But because of his working, so he pour the money in and help automate to make it going I came here since 1975
2: right during the end of the war
6: yes right right at the day April 30 we left at noontime when the Ho Chi Minh said this is the voice of Ho Chi Minh we came out at gunpoint
2: but you got out we Gar- got out thankfully.
6: Yes, yes we got out and um, I went to school here and graduate school and work and get married in this country have five children Wow. Yes. Well,
2: congratulations on all that. And that you have a business here that. Yes. And there are customers. These guys are telling me how good your food is. Mm -hmm. And you moved from California? That's right. My name is Billy, and we've been here since May. We came out for our grandson, James, 11 months old. God bless him and uh my my wife uh, Fern is from Vietnam and our daughter Clarissa is mm-hmm. with us today yeah. and uh this is a wonderful wonderful uh Vietnamese restaurant we we can't say enough good things about it
6: mm-hmm. it's definitely our our new favorite Vietnamese restaurant in St. Louis this is uh at least as good as Pho grand. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. And you were saying
2: that the Vietnamese food you've had here in St. Louis is actually better than the restaurants you've had in Sacramento.
3: Yes.
6: My brother came here to visit my daughter, like, in, uh, almost years ago, uh-huh. and he's a very picky Vietnamese eater because he just came here, like, for over 10 years, and he loved this. He said he could come to St. Louis to visit us. Just so he could eat full
2: grain. <laughs> but you can do Vietnamese and Korean food.
6: Yes, we are Asian actually. You're Asian. So In Asian Vietnam, we have Korean people, we have Chinese people, we have Japanese people. Oh, black hair food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I came to the United States. I love spaghetti.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I love
6: taco. Tacos? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love ham and cheese.
0: Yeah.
6: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think it's good to have open heart, open mind to try new things. I want to serve people that I serve my children because I love to cook to serve and when people enjoy the food, I'm happy.
2: <laughs> well, I highly recommend people come visit.
6: <laughs> Please do so.
2: Pho, <laughs> Tao, and Banh Mi. Yeah.
6: Thank you so much, Scott. And thank you so much.
2: Now I've moved on to the Sular Spice Shop inside the farmer's market with Dana Frenzel. This is a spice shop, but it's also a coffee and tea and gourmet gift shop. Correct. You said it's been here for 109 years?
1: This year will be 109.
2: Tell me about some of the things that you sell that are like the most popular items.
1: Uh, we have a few blends that we blend ourselves that are we're signature known for. Sular Grill. it's good on all meats. You can do it on any kind of vegetables. Um, that's something we're really known for. We have qu- quite a few barbecue spices. Um, we have some Butternut flavorings that we use during the holidays. That's something else that a lot of customers come for. It's like a vanilla emulsion that you use while baking. Uh, We do have local things like Miller ham. We try to, you know, continue things that are local. We have some of our own, uh, we have some dip mixes. We have soups. There's breads. Just sort of a mix of things.
2: And then you've also expanded into the coffee and tea area. Into the
1: coffee and tea area. We've um, consistently always used Chauvin coffee. They're local. All the things that we have in there are from them. They have a nice, high-quality grade. They're also a family-owned business. I think, I don't know if they're on fourth or fifth generation now.
2: It smells really good.
1: Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> it's a little harder out here to...
2: No, I can smell it. It's great. Um, I, I'm guessing you have regulars that come in here every every weekend and...
1: Absolutely. We're thankful for our regulars. They got us through the pandemic and, you know, luckily people have to eat, but yes, we people that come consistently, you know, they, they get their items that they always cook with and they come back and get more. They bring their friends... We're always happy to, you know, bring people with them and share the experience, which is wonderful. That's my favorite part of working here: is this continued generations coming down.
2: Well, stop by the Soulard Spice Shop, Dana. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming out and, you know, featuring us. We we appreciate it. We're the little guy, and we, we need all the help. The little we can get. guy
2: who's been around for 109 years. Thank That's you. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I'm standing at the corner, Joyce's corner, inside the market with Robin, and I understand Joyce was your mother. Tell me, yes. tell me about how this business got started.
7: My dad bought it in 1979 for my mom. For your mom? For my mom. Wow, that's a nice yeah. present. Mm-hmm.
2: Why did he do that?
7: She was secretary, and he wanted her to have a business of her own, make more money. So in 1979, he took it over from the original owner, and we've been here 44 years.
2: And tell me about the business. What do you do exactly?
7: Uh, fast food. Hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, breakfast alcohol so we sell mixed drinks beer a little bit of everything
2: well it's kind of nice to have a place where you can stop by and grab a beer inside the market while you're shopping yeah because
7: you can literally carry it around while you're shopping and i will say this we have the coldest beer on the market and the cheapest
2: I, the, I, three dollars for I know, a large is. beer it's that's pretty good ounce 24, 24 ounces. as right? well yeah what do you call your specialty
7: the biggest thing we sell is the spicy polish it's super hot and people love it for some reason. And it's our biggest seller.
2: And you can put chili on it too. That you can sounds if you unusual. Want to. That is interesting. I
7: mean, they are super hot. The no longer they cook, the hotter they get. And people will just be like.
2: <sighs> so tell me a little bit about your mom. Is she passed on or is she She alive?
7: did. Uh, she's been gone 21 years. We were the first ones in here to ever have beer because my mom did that. And then we were the first ones to ever have alcohol within the market because mom figured that out. She figured out what sold, she figured out what people would like, she figured out the pricing on everything and we've always kind of stayed with what mom had. And in twenty years we've only raised things a tiny bit.
2: The prices are impressive. I guess you
7: can't get rich down here. That's not gonna happen. You have to you have to know your clientele. We're in a poorer community. That's just a fact. A lot of food stamp people and and a lot of people with kids and, and then our economy in general. In the way, as much as everything costs right now, people can't afford it. So when they come down, we're considered a luxury. It's not a necessity to get a hot dog and a soda or a beer. So you want to make it to where if you bring your kids down and they're hungry, every kid can get a hot dog. We do a deal for our little kids. They get a hot dog, a soda, and a bag of chips for $2. Because kids are important. They're funny. They are. <laughs> they uh, are. This
2: place is kind of inf- inflation-proof. Yeah.
7: And you have to do that because otherwise people are already trying to pay their rent, you know, and and feed their families. So if they want to have a luxury, it has to be an affordable luxury.
2: Well, I might take advantage of when you're in three dollar beers. Yeah, they're <laughs>
7: super cold, they really
2: are. Well, I'm gonna try how cold they are.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician.